We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will, um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands. and um, good thing. And apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any... Problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde, and the Bulls. I'm going to say Suckage better than that, more perfect than that. So let's start there. That's Mark Rohde. Hi, Mark. Hi, Steve. I'm just looking it up right now, and it says here that when somebody on the team scores 50 points, you're (laughs) supposed to win that game. And the Bulls, it went from the Zach Levine game to, I guess, the Trey Young game. So from 50 points to the 42-point Trey Young game, and a guy who every time he scores, I'm like, how did he do that? He's so small, and he's so good. But yeah, you're supposed to win the game where where Zach Levine scores 50. That's what happened last night, and the Bulls did not win the game where Zach Levine scored 50. No, they did not. Well, they didn't win the game where Jordan scored 63 either, right? In the playoffs. That's true. Game. 
So, I thought about that. I thought yeah. about that. I was, you know, that's true. It's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. And and Zach Levine, bless him, has a grasp of of history and and appreciation of excellence and greatness. I mean, it's hard not to with Michael Jordan, but we're of a generation that is now that Jordan is is more of a a movie star and a cartoon character than he is anything that resembled the greatest basketball player ever. 38 50-point games for Michael Jordan. <laughs> 38. Now, I realize that, well, Chamberlain averaged 50 points a season, but he was seven foot one when nobody else was. Anyways, Michael Jordan scored 50 points 38 times. Next on the Bulls, next in Bulls history with 50-point games, Jimmy Butler with two. Wow. wow. And there are now, Zach Levine is the third bull with one 50-point game, with just one 50-point game. The other two, did you see the list? Do you know who they are? I have not, Probably. no. Okay. The, so there's two other guys that scored 50 points for the Bulls. I want yes. to try to guess. So, okay. okay. I guess, man, uh, Pippen? No. <clears throat> try again. Okay. All right, all right. Bob Love. <clears throat> Try again. Although yes, I will man. say that's the right era. I never really? would have gotten that. Yeah, I wouldn't really? have gotten this name. Yeah. So, uh, oh, okay. If you wouldn't have gotten this name, they didn't give it to me, yo. No, no. You have oh, to keep okay. guessing. Uh, we have Norm three Van hours. Lear. Norm Van Lear. <clears throat> no. Johnny Red I'll, Kerr. Although, <laughs> no, not Johnny Red Kerr. Although Norm Van Lear would have would have put fifty boots right up somebody's backside. Hold on. Hold on, uh, Sloan, Jerry Sloan. No, he would have, he would have delivered fifty forearm shivers to Jerry West and or Gil, Jerry West and or Gil Goodrich, de- depending which Laker they needed to deal with. What is that? That was I was I had a page up and forgot to turn oh, yeah. my. I was Nine. listening to to Inside the Clubhouse with um, Bruce Levine and David Haw. And I had the um, had the sound on, and then I had this page up that I was looking because I wanted to see. We'll get back to this question in just a moment, but I wanted to see the just for yucks how much the Bulls sucked. You saw it; they've had a 13-point halftime lead. They lost by 12, 25-point turnaround to a Hawks team that is like not going to do anything, and that's how much the Bulls sucked. So here is what I was looking for. You know the NBA plus minus rating you're on, and it's it, it couldn't be simpler. It's exactly what you think. You get points for being on the court when your team scores, and you lose points for being on the court when the other team scores. So, the best plus minus for the Bulls last night was Thomas Sadoransky at zero. Oh God! He was a zero. Everybody else was a minus, and here's what's even better. That zero, that team-leading zero, was exactly the number of points that Sadoransky scored. Zero. <laughs> I mean, it just well, he did. He had ten assists, so there you go. That and right. that equals a zero. Zero yeah, points. So, anyways, one rebound and ten assists for Sato. Yes, Sato. Zero. He was a plus zero, not a minus zero. He was a plus zero. So he was as average as you could get, and he scored zero points. All right, so the two two other Bulls. There's only one you really haven't named. It's not going to be Tom Borwinkle. Don't say Oh, I was just going to say Borwinkle. I know. I mean, you're I'm running out there. of names that I know from that era. Right. Um, 
So they're out in that era. I'm trying to think if I got anything left in the in my bag of tricks, and I don't here's think some, I do. So would you please just tell us the answer? Yes, a texter got it. He had two choices. One was Artist Gilmore, not Artist, oh. not Artist, not Artist, but Artist, A R T I S T. No, his name is Artist. And the other one was right, Chet Walker, Chet the Jet Walker. I, I gotta really be honest had... with you. I I should have. I should have guessed Artist Gilmore. That would, was not, like, that's a name in my wheelhouse. I, I'm hanging my head in shame right now. Well, that's okay. Now you have a chance to redeem that hanging head by naming the other bull who had a 50-point game. Oh. A much more recent vintage, compared to certainly compared to Chet Walker. And oh. all I would tell you is this. Derek the, Rose. The, no. Jalen Rose. No. No, not so, Pete Rose, <laughs> not Rosemary, not Tokyo Rose. So it's a, Rose. A, a recent vintage. We did Jimmy Butler recent vintage. It wasn't the most crazy. instant offense you could have ever imagined. Oh, it must Bulls. have been a three-point shooter. That's good. Yeah? Yeah, that's uh, good. Sure. Uh, one of the what, purest wait, shooters was it, was ever. Was it Zach Levine? He did that last night, yes. Yeah, I know, but prior... <laughs> We're past that. We, we <laughs> no, no, established I mean, like... that. Yeah, but I mean, There's like, a yet prior another to this, it could have been, a... been a trick question. It could have been a trick question. <laughs> it you were like... it's, it's not. I'm trying to... I'm doing everything to get you to... And we have guests, uh, guesses on the text line that are very good guesses, and they're all right. Their one obvious guess is very wrong. Our tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Lou Alday. Our... No. No. No, he's not. I mean, it's obviously he, somebody he's who... He's not you, never going to score. He would never score 50 because at some point he'd have to dribble, and he was the worst dribbler ever. He's just but, awful as a ball. Well, hitter. I know, but sometimes some guys do weird stuff, and then it's like it's like Alec yeah. Mills getting a no-hitter. He got a no-hitter, and he's, oh, he's gonna never going to do about... it again. Yeah, talk about that later. All right, so one texter got it. By the way, our text All line right. is 312-644-6767. That's also our phone number that nobody calls. And the text line, somebody said John Salmons. Oh, that's really good. So we've had Eddie Robinson, Ben Gordon, a whole bunch of Ben Gordons. And that would oh, be a God, really yeah, good... Yeah, Ben Gordon's a great guess. That's a great yes, guess. But it's not. It's the other Ben Gordon, and his name is Jamal Crawford. Oh, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, when he was with the Bulls in the Eddie Curry, Tyson Chandler, Jamal Crawford era, he yeah, the, I'm 50. getting mine era. Yeah, holy right. cow, that's great. I mean, like that's not necessarily shocking, but I I was not going right. there. Right. It's but it's it's not. It, if you didn't get the name, you guess. Oh yeah, he's exactly the kind of guy who could have done that. Yeah, he's gonna get hot and look. It, I mean. Zach Levine is exactly that kind of guy. He's become more well-rounded as a player, obviously. He's become a better, smarter player. He's looking at, uh, I mean, the the assists, he's looking at, he has a greater sense of game. And Jamal Crawford was just, you know, give me the ball, I'm hot, I'm hot. No, you're not. Well, I'll get hot, I'll get hot. That's That's a typical shooter's mentality. But... Um, Zach Levine is, has gone beyond that, but Jamal Crawford's a guy you're not surprised did that as compared to the no-hitter you just mentioned, Alec Mills. We were all very surprised he did that. And 
Okay, people, stop guessing. It's not John Lucas the third. It's not Kyle Korver. Stop guessing on the text line. We, uh, we gave you the it, answer. We're gonna we're gonna flip all the cars and tell you that he was a spoon. <laughs> Stop it. Is all it right. Philip Umber? Yeah, Umber, Umber. Yeah. See, that's that's more likely a you know that perfect game ability, that no hitter ability, and we had one yesterday that we'll talk about later on because there's just. There's so many ripples. It's like six degree of Cubs. It really is. The no-hitter last night. Anyways, the Bulls, we were talking about plus minus. So Thomas Sadoransky was the best at plus zero. And here's why Bulls drafting sucks, at least for one night. Minus 12 was Lowry Markinen. And this is off the bench, mind you. And minus 15 was Kobe White. Lowry Markinen had took four shots, five points, and was totally pantsed by Gallinari. Totally pantsed by Gallinari. I did not know Gallinari was still in the league, or if he was, he could move without the help of a a walker or a wheelchair or oxygen. And there he is. And Lowry Markinen's trade value could not be any lower. I I just, I, I don't know what you get for him. I don't know what they're... What, what would anybody sign him for? That That's a whole lot of seven-foot nothing. And then Kobe White was worse at a minus 15. He was 0 for three quarters. 0 for the first three quarters. And this comes after, remember the story in the middle of the week about how Billy Donovan pulled, a, pulled aside Markinen and Kobe White and said, you know, I really like the way you guys are performing off the bench. I like the way your attitude you're coming. I like what you're bringing. And... and then what? <laughs> then well, what? Yeah, well, I, I mean, the night previous, they did play well, and they had been starting to figure it out. Like, they had started to look good off the bench, Lowry, Market and Co. Like, against Toronto, Markkinen was 8 for 10, 18 points in, I believe, 18 minutes. Kobe White had 15 points, had a huge step back three. So it hasn't actually been, like it. The, the, the frustrating part about last night is they had just been starting to, like the Bulls in general, get it right. And when I say get it right, they're still trying to figure out a lot of things with Vucevic and trying to maximize it, figure it out, make it right. The bench was starting to look good. You had the game where Vucevic and Zach Levine had started to look very good together. And then last night it came undone. And I will say this, that... Zach Levine, when he was getting the the majority of those points, when he was bundling in the second quarter, the Bulls jumped out to about a 10-point lead. They were winning because of him. So I know we all want to go empty calorie on Levine, like this is like back to the old old days of Levine. But the Bulls were looking great because of Levine, and then it just all went downhill after that. So while we got to zero in on the suckage of this game. Things had been starting to look better. I know, and that's just really frustrating. And no, yeah. the an- no text of the answer is not Luke Cornett. <laughs> All right, now we're getting silly. Nor is that's it the problem. Keith, nor is it Keith Bogans. Was it Clay Buckles? Yeah, no. It's who, who's this says Lodger. Four oh five texter says Lodger. What is that? I can't even think of like what I, that is mistaken. I, I don't know. It wasn't Dolly Board Margarich either. So Dolly Board. Um, oh we're my gonna God. we're gonna take a break and 
Was it Valerie Zelopukin? Yeah, there you go. Makes you all puking. That's it. Uh, we're going to take a break here on Saturday Suckage. And when we come back, we will talk some White Sox baseball. And we will talk about the latest, greatest, most wonderful folk hero in Chicago. And we will talk about the Yerminator, Yermin Mercedes, after this. He's Mark Rohde. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. And that's why we started with the Bulls. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Two and one to Mercedes. And your main tattoos this ball. Oh, where is it going to land? Bring him home. Welcome to Chicago. 73. His second home run of the year. An introduction to the home folks. running down the road. They are rained out today, postponed. They'll play a split doubleheader, day-night doubleheader on May 14th. But nice enough to join us on the Alpamani Nissan Hotline, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apnissan.com, is Scott Merkin of MLB.com. He and his Eagles Analia join us. And <laughs> we just heard what... Our producer Trash Panda called the greatest highlight of all time. So a regular season home run 
by a large man who is now the dream figure of the I'm Fat podcast. And pay no <laughs> attention to Patrick Kane's overtime goal to win the Stanley Cup behind the curtain over there. Scott, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. So the legend of the Yerminator keeps growing, and that was even without the delusions of our producer, Trash Panda. This this is quite a thing. This is this is sort of damn Yankees for those of you old enough to appreciate damn Yankees. This is this is shoeless Joe in a White Sox uniform. So what is it like? I know you're not in the locker room, but following this circus, this story, this are you, have you run out of words and descriptions? Yeah, I was thinking if he is the Yerminator, then his fans must be the Yermination. Then, right? Is that how it? Is that how yeah. it works? Oh. You are good. Got all of that one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, you've been working on that, haven't you? Something like that. Yeah, you know, couldn't couldn't quite tweet it out there, but, you know, they love the guy, and he's he's great. I mean, it's funny because, you know, you cover guys long enough, and they kind of know what to say. You know, some guys know what to say and know when to say it, and your mean Mercedes is just kind of straight from the heart. He's just having so much fun out there playing, and I mean – this is a little more than just, oh, he had a good game or two. I mean, I, I think he's, what, 15 for 25 on the year, right? And, I mean, I think you'd take notice if Mike Trout went 15 for 25, right? If Ichiro in his prime, or may he rest in peace, Tony Gwynn in his prime went 15 for 25, you notice that. So, again, you know, we've seen guys come up and have great Aprils, and, you know, by the end of the year their numbers are kind of, you know, where they were. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's more than just, the whole kind of, I don't want to say pageantry, but the whole performance art of your mean Mercedes, you know, kind of watching the balls, you know, going wide and, you know, calling, like kind of shaking his head like I'm not swinging at that and the way he hustles down the line and everything. He, he's got a great approach up there. And, you know, he really has hit every chance he's had, whether it's uh, independent league baseball or minor league baseball. And, you know, he, I don't know if he honestly makes this team out of camp if Eloy Jimenez doesn't suffer the uh, – the pectoral injury. I, I don't think he, he breaks camp with the team. So one man's misfortune has now brought on the phenomena of your mean Mercedes, but more than a phenomena, you know, credit to the Sox organization for working with him and his work, of course, getting himself to this point. Yes, no doubt about it. And I, I, I do want to build on what you said about, we've seen this before with guys having the hot starts in April. And obviously what he's doing is not sustainable. It's not sustainable for Mike Kraut. Uh, Mike Kraut. Uh, Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Mike Kraut. Mike Kraut or Mike Trout, won't it? Yeah, I don't think... Right. I, don't, I, like hot, five, I like hot dog under that Kraut. <laughs> if, if your main Mercedes is 15 for every 25 at-bats this year, we're going to have a hell of a story during the 2021 season. That is for sure. <laughs> Mike Kraut actually is a is a... 29-year-old rookie for double-A White Sox, so we'll see him at some point in time this year. But I guess I asked this question yesterday when I was filling in for Dan Bernstein, working with Layla Rahimi. It, is it possible that that your mean Mercedes is good, Merkin? Yeah, I mean, there is. I don't know if, I don't think he's 15 for 25 good. I don't know if anyone is 15 for 25 good, but there is a possibility that he can be a regular major league contributor. You know, I, I heard a comment from uh, Alex Rodriguez on last Sunday night's broadcast against the angels that he pointed out about how David Ortiz and Edgar Martinez didn't become big poppy and Edgar Martinez, the hall of famer until later in their careers. And if you look at it, you know, Ortiz had some decent numbers in Minnesota, but then he took off 
thing with Martinez kind of started, you know, gradually with Seattle and became maybe, you know, the best DH in the history of the game, right? So I'm not saying Mercedes is going to be given a Hall of Fame speech 20 years from now, but I'm saying this may be a guy who can give you, you know, regularly 280, 15 to 20 home runs and 70, 80 RBIs. The thing is, though, I mean, you know, there's got to be a spot for him. And, you know, we are, what, uh, eight games into the season, right, with today's rainout, so eight total. You know, one of the guys I think about is, um, I think his first name is Chris, right, Chris Shelton from Detroit a few years ago who I think hit like 12 or 13 home runs in April and didn't finish with much more by the time the season was over there. So, you know, you, you get these runs, but I, like I said, I do like his approach and it's not like he's 15 for 25 with like 10 check swing singles, you know, I mean, he's hitting the ball hard (laughs) and he's hitting the ball and he's got a great, he's one of the leaders in baseball in two strike hits. So he really knows what he's doing up there. And yeah, I, I, you know, I think he is, put it this way, I think he's a sustainable contributor. I'm not sure at what level, but I think this is more than this can be more than just a flash in the pan for the White Sox. So what you're saying, Scott Merkin of MLB.com, is that Eloy <laughs> Jimenez is Spanish for Wally Pip. He just got Wally. No, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go just, that far. But I'm saying that you know, with the unfortunate injury suffered by Eloy, keeping him out, you know, as is projected right now, five to six months could be sooner. I guess it could be longer. No one really knows at this point. You know, Rick Hahn said I think it was like what eight to twelve. No, I think twelve weeks. He said before they'd really have the next update for Aloy, but you know, I think it's just, it's, it presents an opportunity, right? And so far your main Mercedes is taking advantage of that opportunity. And it, you know, Tony LaRusa had talked about before the season started about, he doesn't like going into a series, especially since they didn't have any off days to start with. They had what seven straight road games and then open, the home opener. So they played eight straight days before a um, off day and he didn't want guys working all spring training and then sitting for like a week. So he was trying to get everyone in there and kind of mix and match at the start. But it's tough to do when, you know, you put a guy in there in the first game, he goes five for five, and then he goes three for three his next game and continues hitting right along the line there. So, you know, it's, it's, well, I don't think when he made that plan of getting everyone in there that he thought your main Mercedes was going to start 15 for 25 this season. Yaw Moncada had a, a rough start to the season. You could say he's in, still in the midst of that, although had had a huge homer in that same game with your mean, the, the two-run homer opposite field hits a slider, and I feel like every hit right now, even last, even going back to last year, it always feels like, unfortunately for Moncada, it's like he needed that. How do you think he is right now? Is Do, do you feel like he's getting himself back together, and could he return to what a lot of people thought was should be, even last year, MVP form? Yeah, I, I said at the beginning of the season, I thought the biggest question mark for the Sox wasn't necessarily one specific area or one player. It was more kind of the unknown, which is not a bad you know question mark. They had, they had so much talent on that team. But, you know, Moncada in 2019 was a viable MVP candidate. In 2018, he struck out 217 times. And in 2020, he very unfortunately and thankfully he's healthy now and had apparently no lasting effects. But during that year he battled the after effects of COVID to the point where, you know, we watched him in some games around the bases and, you know, the Sox said afterwards, they weren't sure he could go back out on the field. He was so winded after that. And this guy's in, you know, amazing physical condition, but you know, what is he about? You know, Luis Robert, again, five to a player, you see his ability. You saw that home run. He lined out in Seattle the other night, you know, but he was an MVP candidate at the end of August last year and then went 11 for 81 in September. Now, again, you know, those are slumps that you go through and, as he pointed out to us, if the season would have gone longer, would have gone beyond 60 games, he thinks his numbers would have been, you know, would have been just fine. 
But it's all this stuff. You know, the, the, the young guys where there's not a huge track record behind them, who are they in the long run? And, and they're going to prove themselves out. And I think Moncada is a little bit above that because of the fact that even when he struck out 217 times, he had pretty good numbers that season overall. Had great year in 2019. I think he's, his approach is good. He, it's funny. He's a very honest, low-key guy. You know, I remember talking to him two or three times one-on-one and other times in groups in 2019. And he just said, hey, you know, he, he wasn't hiding from the fact that he struck out a lot that year. I'm sorry, 2018. He was, you know, yeah. he said it's part of the process. I'm going to get there. I know I have the ability. And he did the next year. You know, and I, I, think, he's, I think he's, you know, fine so far. I think it's a little more pronounced because he had that run where he had like seven strikeouts and ten at-bats. But, I, you know, I like what I see at the plate. And he even told us that he thought he was still kind of searching for his rhythm, especially from the right side, just because he didn't face that many left-handed hitters – left-handed pitchers, I'm sorry, in spring training. So I think Yohan Moncada is going to be fine. I think, you know, it's just – again, it's eight games, and he looks, he looks good, and he'll be he'll, – in the long run, he'll be a good producer for them. Our guest is Scott Merkin of MLB.com. We're talking White Sox baseball here on The Score. Um, I could talk about the White Sox defense, which is miserable and makes you wonder if they – what, what the hell they did in spring training anyways, what it, what, why bother to show up. But going back to Monday in the Seattle series, the, the, that game Monday night when Carlos Rodon strikes out nine, walks no, and gives up no runs, Michael Kopech comes in and says, hey, how about some of this? And he's got five, five Ks, and it's, it's, that was one of the most hopeful parts of the Sox season to see those two things happen and also minimize the defense that sucks. I don't know what Nick Madrigal does for a living, why he has a glove at all. Adam Eaton, same question, but that's one way to do it. That I don't know if that, that game from Rodon and Kopech will resound, but it certainly looks like something we could go back to and point out and say, that's when this began. That's when this kind of confidence was underscored. Well, I think what they have uh, 30 strikeouts of Seattle hitters in the first two games. And, you know, I know Seattle's in one of the, one of the many teams in their latest phase of a rebuild now, but that's still pretty darn good. No matter what, you know, what team they have, you know, 15 and 15 in each of those first two games, you know, Rodon has talked about that, you know, he, you know, he just, I think needed to be healthy and he worked hard in the off season, gotten a, you know, better physical condition by his own admission. And people forget that at the beginning, he was, you know, a, a pretty solid pitcher, a good, you know, if not, quite top of the rotation, right up there sort of guy. And, again, it's one start. He's pitching. Uh, he's going to open the series Monday against Cleveland. So we'll see how this plays out over the long term. But he, he looks like he made some, some changes. He's talked about mechanics-wise of his lower half. He's worked with that core velocity belt that so many of the guys in the rotation work with, <clears throat> excuse me, on the staff overall. So I, I think, you know, this could be an interesting year for Carlos Rodon. But I think Michael Kopech and Garrett Crochet are just such X factors on that team that, I don't, you know, really study every roster of all 30 teams, but I would guess no one in baseball has can turn to a Michael Kopech and Garrett Crochet, and you know, whatever every couple of days put a guy out there who can just dominate for two or three innings. It's such a great, you don't want to say bridge because these guys are so much better than just kind of like getting the starter to the closer or the late inning relievers. And just think about what these guys can be someday when they move in the rotation. But you know, the point is right now, the Sox are trying to win. They're trying to, you know, manage their innings, building them up for a future starter, but not overpowering them this year after, you know, Michael Kopech hadn't pitched since 18 and Crochet pitched, what, uh, six innings over five games last year. 
And now, you know, so you're getting the best of both worlds. You're developing these guys while giving your team the best chance. But, yeah, Kopech was utterly dominant here. Right? Even Crochet, you know, his last outing, he put a couple guys on and pitched out of the jam. And this is a guy who pitched, what, three and a third innings for Tennessee last year before they drafted him 11th overall. And then, you know, what was it, a month later, he's throwing 100 miles an hour out of the White Sox bullpen. So very interesting components to that, to a very good bullpen overall. Yeah, and, you know, eventually it is possible that, you know, one or both of those guys is in the starting rotation, and, one of, and, and that right. could come next year when either Lance Lynn is here or not. Lynn is under a one-year contract. It was really fun to watch him work quickly and throw fastballs, come get it, good luck with it, and he goes complete game. Do you think, is it possible at all that Lance Lynn is here beyond this year, or is that just a, a classic, perfect one-year deal guy before the, the Sox develop some other starters? I mean, so difficult to guess, especially what two starts into his White Sox career and eight games into the season. I mean, you know, yeah. these guys fight hard to get to the free agent points, so there's a good chance, not a good chance, there's a strong chance that maybe he wants to explore that venue, especially if he or Avenue, I guess, would be better than Venue, especially if he has a really good season for the White Sox. But who knows what comes about. But it's interesting. I talked to Rick Hahn about this a little while ago in spring training, and we'll write this story at some point in the near future. But it's a different situation for the White Sox now. You know, gone are the days of them. You know, they still want to, you know, kind of replenish, and they want to build from within. Rick Hahn has used the Atlanta model a number of times where you can't go outside to fill every need, either via trade or via free agency, but you know, he didn't want to trade Dane Dunning in this offseason. Dane Dunning is going to be a solid pitcher for years to come, but in the state they were in where they felt in 2021, they can win the world series. You needed a guy who was a sure thing to, you know, give you that front three in the rotation where you have G- Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Lance Lynn. And then plus, as we were talking two very talented young guys in the rotation and Dylan season, Carlos Rodon, although Carlos Rodon is young, but still, you know, a pretty, pretty seasoned veteran at this point. So you have to you make that move. You trade away a guy who you have some control over in Dane Dunning. You trade away a guy who you think might be you know very good in the future in Dane Dunning for Lance Lynn, who could be very good for you this year and maybe pitching Game Three in the ALCS. You hope for the World Series. So you take that chance, whereas maybe two years ago, but not maybe almost certainly two years ago, he's not going to take that chance. The White Sox aren't going to take that chance. So the times have changed. You know the rebuild is done. They're contending, and they're past contending. You know, last year was get to the playoffs and see what happens. This year, I think, you know, they want to win it all. They really believe they can do it. And that's why you make those kind of moves where you add a Lance Lynn, who is, you know, one of the more durable guys in in baseball starting rotation-wise. Appreciate the time, Scott. I know how the White Sox are all about changing the game, and I think one way they'll change is, you know how managers hold up four fingers for an intentional walk? I think when Crochet and Kopech are in there, they're just going to hold up three fingers. Okay, we'll just take the strike out, and we'll we'll keep the guy sitting on the bench. <laughs> and then that's another way to save the pitches and save the innings and build them up for later in the year, right? So there save you go. The arm. Be, yeah, we're just we're rolling over. I'm the not sure out. if MLB will approve of that, <laughs> but you know, it's it's worth a try, right? You, you can't you can't yeah. hurt to ask. Yeah. All right, Scott. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, guys. Take care. Bye. All right, Scott Merkin, MLB.com. We'll take a break. Um, and when we come back, no hitter last night, and of course, all roads lead to the Cubs, and then all roads for the Cubs lead to Mark Grody. We will connect those dots, even though Mark Grody doesn't know how this is going to happen, but we will connect the dots for him. Oh, and by the way, we have more answers coming into a question we already answered. 
<laughs> more guesses coming into the question. Two guesses, Granville Waiters and Jack uh-huh. Haley. No and no. No, no Jack no. Haley, no Granville Waiters. Thanks for playing our game. If people are so yes. excited about texting today, do we need to do one of those shows where we ask people where from where they are listening? We can we can do that now, and we'll come back and we'll um, make that an ongoing part. It's got to be where they're listening has to be better than having people guess Jack Haley as a yeah. fifty point score, exactly, or guess anything after we've given the answer. Go away! It's Saturday second, <laughs> Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the score. Welcome in, welcome back. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score Saturday Suckage, and we have parallel suckage answers here. Mark, our text line shows answers. People listening in Kearney, Oklahoma, Norwood Park, and DeBerry, Florida, and we have people guessing things like Quentin Daly, Orlando Woolridge, and Reggie Theus, and Mitch Trubisky as people who have scored 50 points for the Bulls. Those are so, I just uh, I'm just doing the comparing answers. Those are all correct. All yeah, correct. Yeah, yes, you know, you know, Mitch might end up being a fun trivia question years from now when we ask who was the bear in the late 2010s that threw six touchdowns in one game. That's a franchise record, right? That's true. Right. And yeah, Hunter I think that that other franchise record. To... So suckage knows no bounds. I'm thinking that's probably, let's see, what year are we in right now? 2021. That'll be an interesting question at about 2030 or so. I'd I think say. so. Cause right, because right? we all know that's like top of mind still. Yeah, so by then we'll be sitting around and you know, I'll, be, I'll be old by then. You guys will be really old. And then we'll, we'll be like, hey, you guys remember that guy who threw six touchdowns in a game and then two years later was basically out of the league? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And like cocaine will be wait. legal and every it'll be a different <laughs> world. What we'll flying wow. cars? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to be the Coke show instead of the WB club? Is that where <laughs> we'll be, that It'll be very at? energetic. All right. So while you were sleeping last night, Joe Musgrove threw a no hitter. Was Old not Joe. just any no hitter. It was the first in Padres history. The entire franchise, 52 years, had never had a no hitter. And it came on the anniversary of the first regular season game in Padres history. Joe Musgrove grew up, went to high school 13 miles from Petco Park. So cool. San Diego kid throws the first no-hitter for the San Diego baseball franchise. Love it. So you know who his catcher was? Last night? Yep. I don't. No, it was not Jack Haley. Don't guess Jack Haley. Was it? Was it David Ross? Nope. It Miguel was Victor, Montero. Victor Caratini. Oh. Went over in the trade. Now that make and he has caught the last two Major League Baseball no hitters. He's the first guy to catch consecutive MLB no hitters, and he's only the second guy to do it in, in consecutive seasons for different teams. He obviously just caught Musgrove's no hitter. Last night, he caught Alec Mills' no-hitter last September. I'll be damned. Yeah, no, you won't. You'll be Mark. And yeah. and so the question is, did Alec Mills' wife order Pequods for Musgrove, too, as a celebratory, <laughs> or maybe just for Caratini? Um, and it was against the Rangers. It was the first time the Rangers were no-hit since. Got any ideas? Going back to April 18th, 2007, in what is now guaranteed rate field. 
Oh my Lock. God, Burles. Yep, yep. And that Holy lineup cow. featured that lineup featured some really good baseball cards, though not at that moment. That was a Rangers lineup with Lofton, Kinsler, yeah. Michael Young, Teixeira, Sosa, Nelson Cruz, among it's others. Such an adult lineup. It is. It is. And at one time that was really good. And then Mark Burley said, "Huh, none of this. All right." Yeah. So, so that was. That was what uh, that was a team that Joe Musgrove no hit at last night. He wears number forty-four, an homage to his favorite Padre going up. Do you have any idea who that is? Ooh, okay. Let me think. Not about Jack this. Haley. I just want to keep that make that clear now. Save you the Jack Haley guess and save so, you on the 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 save you the Dickie Simpkins guess. Man, all right, number forty-four. With the Dodger or Dodger? No, with the Padres. 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 Pitcher. Who? Um. Oh, so it's a, it is a pitcher. Is uh-huh. it Goose Gossage? No, it was <laughs> former White Sox starter Jake Peavy. Oh my God! Okay. Right. Well, you're just so, you're you are connecting dots here. Well, well, here's and here's it. You mentioned the Dodgers, and what happens is the the that was that was Musgrove's hero. That's why he wears that number. If the Padres were to win the World Series and they were to have a ring ceremony like the Dodgers put on this week, a spectacular idea that every team in every sport should adopt. I don't know if you saw this for people who didn't. It was really touching. It was spectacular. Here's what happened. The Dodgers weren't just a normal ring ceremony. Here you go. Here's Joe Davis instead of Vince Scully saying, Clayton Kershaw. And he runs out and, and gets his ring, mm-hmm. and then they go, Justin Turner. No, what the Dodgers did was they had each player be introduced virtu- virtually and on video screen by their idols when they were growing up. Ah, oh, that's awesome. So Mookie Betts was introduced by Jimmy Rollins. So cool. Yeah. David Ortiz, we talked about him earlier, welcomed Julio Rios and Edwin Rios. This is really good. Edwin Rios was introduced by Ichiro Suzuki, who told him in the in Spanish, "Give me your ring. I don't have one." <laughs> and in a really wonderful twist, Walker Bueller, the uh, pitcher out of Tennessee, was introduced by Bronson Arroyo who was singing a, his version of Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, my God. I mean, the whole idea is spectacular. It is. That they, is great. They, they had the play. Who's your idol? Okay, we're going to see if we can do this. So, I, and, and, the, and the Dodgers just, all the diamonds, all the sapphires, all the custom stuff, the thing weighs 11 carats. And Mark, Mark Gonzalez, by the way, just messaged, texted me, said the Dodgers, the Dodgers pregame ceremony was deluxe. So we know that it's <laughs> Gonzo is telling me this. But the, the, and the rings include the player's signature on the inside. But even the bar is, uh, the box is custom. You open yeah. it up and it, and it spins around. There's a light show and a, an LCD screen that plays a four-minute season highlight video from that historic run and their World Series. It's really, it, it, it is done up. It is deluxe, as Gonzo says. But I have a question for you. 
Mark Orotti, you have a World Series ring from the 2016 Cubs. Now, you weren't part of the on-field ceremony, but had you been on that field and the Cubs had come up with this idea instead of the Dodgers, who would you have had introduce you to the roaring Wrigley crowd? That's easy for me. Okay, well, share with the class. I can't, no, I can I guess because I think I know who it's going to be for, for Grody. I, I, I want to yeah. see if I know him this well. Yeah, go ahead. Eddie Vedder? <laughs> that, you know wow, what? I, I was going to go with Ryan Sandberg. Well, it's so funny because I was thinking, like, Vedder would have been it. Like, I, wasn't, I was thinking former player, so, but that's, that's a great guess by Studs. And also a great guess by you because I love Rhino. Um, you know, as I grew up watching him, and now I'm, I'm proud to say that we're friends. We text and stuff, and we send each other goofy <laughs> things. It's great. Wow, Sometimes I'll take a screenshot. No, it is it is pretty funny. Like when you grow up watching a guy like Ryan Sandberg, and you're just uh-huh. like a stupid kid, and then and then Ryan Sandberg is texting you like LOL and stuff now. Like just just think about that for a second. You're a fan growing up. And then Ryan Sandberg is sending you silly text messages and busting your balls. But anyway. We um, have a suggestion from the text line. The text line that gave us, <laughs> this is great. The text line that gave us Jack Haley as a Bulls 50-point scorer is offering a guess on your presenter, should you have had guess. the opportunity. Yeah. And the, the guess is Dave Miska. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. The master of all knowledge. So was that right? Or oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I made the ring for you. So anyway, <laughs> what, when I was growing up, there was no cub that I loved more than, and this is this goes back to like my first like sports consciousness when they were around seven or eight years old. I would have had Dave Kingman present my ring to me if he was available. Because, like, Kingman was it. Like, when you're a kid and there's a guy that is that outsized and he hit these gigantic home runs. And my favorite number is, and God bless Ron Santo, because most people think of him when you think of the number 10. Uh My favorite number to this day is number 10 because of Dave Kingman. At every jersey that I was ever handed throughout Little League and high school baseball, I was always number 10. So the answer is, and I guess this is probably disappointing to a lot of people, is Dave Kingman. Oh, we have another guest. You might want to rethink that, given Dave Kingman just being having a long reputation as a raging rectum. Yeah, I know. The grobber? What about the grobber? 815 suggests the grobber would be introducing you. Well, that's perfect because it was, I think it was Les Grobstein who years ago revealed to me that Dave Kingman is a bad, a lot of people think he was a good guy because he hit a lot of, he's a fraud, he's a bad guy, he was mean, he yelled at kids, he wouldn't sign autographs, so yeah, I think that that actually works out rather, rather well, but Steve, could you give me yours really quickly, if you were? Yes, I could, have... and I went, and Trash Panda's going to come back and give us his, mine would have been okay. Willie Mays, nice. uh, greatest baseball very player good. ever. Greatest baseball player ever. That would have been my guy, Willie Mays. And it would have been better if if I were a Dodger winning a ring because he played for their greatest rival and was their most notorious Dodger killer. It would have been Willie Mays. Trash Panda, had you had the opportunity to be a Dodger like that and win a World Series and have somebody present you, introduce you as you received your ring, your childhood hero, who would that have been? Oh, geez. 
Well, I would probably have to go. I know this is a different sport, but oh. I mean, I'd have to go Brian Erlacher, who is 100% the reason I ever became a Bears fan. So, because Erlacher. that's that's who I started. I started watching him play, and I fell in love with the team coincidingly. Great answer. Okay. Well, that's nobody ever said you had to keep it to baseball if you're getting a baseball or if you're getting a World Series ring. I, I love the yeah. idea. I would love to see teams do it. I mean, they present it. I mean, they, hockey would be spectacular. It's just a venue. Hockey and basketball would be spectacular. It, it It's a venue that is just right for it. And the if only people could have been... You know, if you if you do that in an arena, that the the cheers, the resounding, and only the, if only oh, Dodger yeah. Stadium had been full, that would have been great. All right, you take so the that, break. That was it. <laughs> wow, Panda's yelling, man. So what? This is the guy who doesn't yeah, know we're true. doing World Series rings, and he gives us he gives us. I wouldn't normally <laughs> care. <laughs> I wouldn't normally care, but we have a guest coming up, and it's I, know, I don't want to yeah. you know have Should her have her waiting. It. And again, in keeping with this spirit of Saturday suckage, we have two guests, guesses online about, not guesses, but suggestions of who would introduce who for these World Series mm. rings. One is Farrah Fawcett. Okay. Ooh, and the other lovely. one is Dr. Richard Kimball. Here's your ring. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, take a break. My, Megan Montemurro will be here. We will talk about the Cubs. They had a COVID-19 incident, and they need to hit. And maybe they did, maybe they didn't. We will figure it out with her after this and get the usual weekly Jake Arrieta report that she is now going to give us. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Saturday Suckage, of course. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.